Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and get started? Yeah, let's get started. All right. All right. Welcome to the Going Places podcast, y'all. Episode 20. Twenty. Daniel Price. And we have a very special plan for the 20th episode. Uh, it's a landmark for us, a milestone. Oh. <laughs> and uh, we have a friend, uh, Shreesy, with us this morning, uh, this afternoon. Uh, she does all kinds of wonderful work. She is the host of the Stout and Stewardship podcast. Uh, she has a home blog to go along with it as well. Uh, you can check out her website and all that stuff as well. But uh, anyway, thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Cam. That was an awesome intro. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much. I've had a lot of practice. Yes, you guys are on. I mean, congratulations on episode 20. That's pretty thank awesome. You. Thank you. So, uh, what, would you like to uh, maybe go into a little bit more depth about what it is you do, why you do it, and, and that sort of thing? Sure. Um, so the Style and Stewardship podcast was something that, honestly, it's it was laid on my heart um, years and years ago. And I bought the this like this this microphone, like I saved up for it and everything, and I literally had it in a box in the top of my closet for over a year before I actually hit record. And what was happening was I was um, a lot, we were kind of traveling back and forth. My husband works out of town a lot and we're not usually home. And we were just going through this phase of being hours away from home. And I was just really seeking God about some things. And what he laid on my heart was stewardship. And I'd heard that word before, but I wasn't really familiar with it in the context that he laid it on my heart. And I'd always heard about it, you know, from, you know, different pastors that would preach on it, different sermons that I would listen to. And it was always in the context of finances. And I think that's super, super important. But this this word, it literally would just pop up in so many different places. And it was so obscure to the point where I started praying like, God, <laughs> are you like trying to tell me something? And when I would write and just long story short, it came up again and again and again. And I started praying about the word stewardship. And as I would read, it was just like a magnifying glass was put on not specifically the word, but the the meaning of the word. And stewardship is all about, um, well, first the, this, the scripture that pretty much pulled it all together for me was in Matthew and it's Matthew 25. And this man, this master goes away and he leaves um, talents to these three individuals and they're all told to do something with it. Um, one of them, you know, doubles it. He has five, he doubles it to 10. The next one was given three or it may have been two or three. And the last one was given the least amount. And instead of doing something with it, he buried it. And that just stuck out to me. And I, I just like, I could not get away from this idea that God has given us all something and he expects us to steward because ultimately this isn't our resting place. This isn't, this isn't where we're going to spend our eternal lives. And it's important that whatever we have, we do something with it. So I started um, Silent Stewardship after I finally pulled the microphone out and hit record and you can go back and listen to the first episode. It's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> but, um, I, was, it, it, I was wasn't 
Yeah, very it was cloud, not playful either. But... I would say ours is probably better than our first one. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> but but I mean, and I know you guys can probably attest to this too. Is like as you get you know as you get going, the hardest part is the starting. And then it's like once you get that momentum and you kind of find your groove, um, you just it, it kind of just starts to flow after that. So um, right now on, yeah. right? It's like riding a bike now. I mean, like, honestly, <laughs> like at the start, it was very, you know, scripted. In the yeah, way. it was how, like how we put it scripted is like we planned out every word we wanted to say. And now it's just like a huge conversation. That's what we love about it. We, love about we just it. hit the button and then we just we go start on. Sometimes we forget that. um. There's an hour limit, and sometimes yes. we over that. We yeah, just, we just forget about that sometimes. Because yours are only, like, I think the longest I've seen is, like, 30 minutes or something like that. We Our last one was, like, an hour. Yeah. We love, we love to just get going. That's just our favorite thing. Yes, and, and that's what I, I listened to a couple of episodes. I listened to, I think, 14 and 16, because Daniel was telling me about that one. And I was just listening to you guys just banter going back and forth. And I just thought you have such good chemistry. And the questions that you asked some of your guests were really, really good. Like, really good. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's, we, that's really one of the reasons we started this podcast. We thought we were... Good well, question yeah, asked Yeah, we were a good question. <laughs> no, I thought we were just... I thought we needed to share our experience with the world, really. Yeah. And our minds. Yeah, definitely. Because I don't see anybody yeah. else our age, I don't know, quite having these conversations. And I think it's a shame because I feel like they're good conversations for people to have good topics. Yes, and that's the thing, too, is like, you know, and, and just, you know, like, this is the point, like stewardship, everything to me comes back to that. And it mm. is literally using whatever God has given you in whatever season of life you may be in um, and whatever place you may find yourself. And it's like, all right, God has given you something and it's up to you what you're going to do with it. So stewardship is literally a owner gives you something to manage on their behalf while they're gone. And that's the way that I look at it, you know, and it's not just like this financial thing, which is super important also, but it's about every aspect of our lives, because I think sometimes it's easier to take, you know, one idea and, and put it in a box and it it makes you less accountable in all the other areas. So if we talk about stewardship for finances, we can kind of put it in a, in a box as if God only cares about how we manage our money, but he, man- he cares about how we manage our time and he cares about how we manage any resource that we are given. So you guys are doing that because you're saying, you know what, we don't see anybody else having these conversations and we want to be the ones to do it. So, you know what I mean? That right there is stewardship. So that, that right there was a perfect opportunity to share. You know, it's not just, you know, this one, you know, view of things. It's, you know, hearing your collective voices and your different perspectives on things. You're stewarding even just the perspective and the life stage that you're in and the way that you're sharing God with everyone. Yeah, I definitely I definitely feel like um, you're right in that scenario. And I definitely feel like I'm being led to do this. I feel like God's placed it on my heart and I hope he's mm-hmm. Camden's heart to yeah, do this because I know we. I mean, not to brag, but I know we've, you know, thing. yeah, it's an important thing. And I know we've made an impact in some people's life. And that's just that that can feel fulfill my day by knowing yeah. that I've made someone smile or something like that. Plus we enjoy the experience. We oh, enjoy yeah. just, just, I think it's just good experience on managing it and talking on it. And again, that plays in the stewardship as well. And, uh, I can't think of a more perfect week for us to have you on and talk about it. Just for, just from a personal standpoint. Oh, definitely. Um, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. So a couple things. Um, I don't know. Are you familiar with uh, C.S. Lewis? Yes. Okay. He's one of my favorite authors. And I'm yes, reading, same uh, here. I'm reading uh, Screw Tape Levels right now. Have you? Yes. Yes. I've read it four <laughs> times. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. This is only like my first set. Well, this is really only my first time reading it front to back. But uh, one thing that uh, if, if you haven't read that book, I know I've talked about that on another episode, if I'm not mistaken. But one thing that really stuck out for me is uh, Screwtape was telling Wormwood that if you can get the humans, if you can convince them, because so many times we often say, you know, like if we own something, OK, that's my water bottle. That's my phone. This is my house. This is my car. But uh not necessarily almost like you like solely you are responsible okay. for you having that core and for how you manage it and even to the point where we talk about you know my god like my god did this well yes god is you know we belong to god just in the way that god belongs to us as well because we have him in us we have him in our life but at the same time we have to recognize that everything we're kind of letting it out if you know what i mean we're kind, mm-hmm. we're kind of watching it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even just in the, in the, in the past few months, like, um, I think about two weeks ago, I kind of came to this realization that kind of everything, at least for, you know, me at, you know, freshman with, in you know, this town with what yeah. I'm doing with my friends, with my family, with my church, just seems like everything just kind of came together in a way and just like everything was on a you know on the on the on the good side right now and just god has just really been good in my life mm-hmm. this year at least and mm-hmm. well, i think he's good in everybody's year but just i'm really recognizing it right but um i'm kind of looking at it with the sense of okay all the but you also have to recognize who gave it mm-hmm. to you and mm-hmm. how he says, whether it be how he lays on your heart or just how, how he tells you to manage this and, and what to do with right. it. Because, you know, anything good comes from God. And yes. God isn't just something that I've talked about. Can you hear me? There we go. Sorry, we had a bit of a technical difficulty there. No problem. No problem. But uh, what I was saying was that when, you know, one thing I've talked about is I really enjoy, like, uh, like watches. Like, I have one on right now. And uh, there's a lot of them that will, like, oftentimes stay in a family and we pass down as, like, uh, family heirlooms in a way. But if somebody gives you a really good watch, and whether it be a relative or just anybody you're going to want to make sure that you're doing what you can to, you know, be responsible with it, to take care of it, to not let it get damaged. Mm-hmm. Because you realize where it came from. It probably has an emotional uh, connection with you or the item or that person. So that's a good analogy that I like to use for it, if you know what I mean. Exactly. That's exactly it. And how much more spiritually, you know what I mean? Jesus came and died for us, you know what I mean? And it's like, how much more should we use the different things that he's given us to one point other people to him to make sure that our relationship is, you know what I mean? Consistent and that we are, you know, knowing that we know that we're here for a purpose and it's so beyond, 
you know, what we want to do necessarily, but God is so good that he allows us to even enjoy the different things that he's enabled us to have. So, I mean, we can, look, and that's exactly it. And that's what solemn stewardship is, is. You're using your lifestyle and your way to exhibit Christ and to manage all the different facets of your life for him, for his glory. So that's exactly it. And how much more, you know what I mean, from a watch standpoint to our, you know, our lives and the lives of those around us. So. Exactly. And I think that's what really comes into play. Because in everything, it's so easy just to kind of get caught up and kind of, you know, because we can't necessarily uh, physically see God. Right. It's a lot easier just to kind of live and the things that we can see and just become caught up in that. But you have to realize that there, that there is the highest power that is up there that we still have to answer for. And we have to, and he's very good to us. So it's just about applying that to our lives. If you exactly. Think. Yes, yes. That's a good point. That's a really, really good point. I think at the same time, though, that um, we do believe in what we see and that kind of stuff, and a lot of people tend to just focus on that. I think at the same time, we also we feel God so much. As a as a born-again Christian, every, I feel like we all feel God in some type of way. And mm-hmm. I, it, I think it takes um, a lot of faith to make that leap into Christianity. At the same time, I strongly believe that God is always pushing you and laying something on your heart, heart, um, convicting you just to fix you and make you more of a better Christian and to help others. And that, in my experience, in my opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and that's, you know, it's like with um, when we, I don't know if you guys have watched any of the Chosen series at all. Ooh, my, I have. My mom has watched. I've watched a few of them. It is it is so so good because I'm a like I'm a very visual person. I've been that way since I was a kid. And to you know, just as Cam was talking about, you know, we don't physically see God. It, to to have that depiction of Him in a way that I had never seen, you know, with my eyes, you know, so to speak, seeing Jesus with the disciples and seeing their different personalities and their different backgrounds and you know what God was taking you know, taking them from in order to take them to was just so powerful to me. And this, this relationship that he wanted to have with them and this friendship. And to me, that is, that's what we're supposed to be doing. And we're supposed to be creating disciples, which is what Jesus did. And he told us to go and make disciples of all the nations. And how do we do that if we don't have relationships with people? And how do we steward that gift of our salvation and pointing other people to it? So yeah. Anyways, yeah. if you haven't seen that, if no, if your listeners haven't seen Chosen, I think that it's it's such a good start. You know, if it's hard for them to pick up their Bibles and read, just to see the depiction of um, just the Gospels right there, I think is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I definitely enjoyed it. And I just, I watched it on my Uvolution uh, app. It had it. Oh, okay. I know yeah, it's on YouTube, I, too. Yeah. Yeah, it had it on YouTube, had it on the Uvolution app. They had, like... Uh, clips but then it also had the youtube like where you could watch the full episode but that's a way the you version is what originally brought me to the series and then i, ended up, I loved it so much i was like oh, i wish it was longer and then wait it's oh, all cool. yeah I, very I, cool um, speaking of like because she talked about opening your bible and stuff i was just thinking like people who don't know what to read and that kind of stuff really mm-hmm. 
And it's, this seems really hard to do, but just open your Bible, and I feel like it just speaks to you as soon as you open. Like, that's what happens with me. Like, uh-huh. uh, I open my Bible, and I feel like God just led me straight to Proverbs, and I got a lot out of it. And that's just something we all need to do is just open our Bible and just speak with God. Even if it isn't reading the whole chapter, studying the whole chapter, just having conversations with God. Mature Absolutely. Show you so much just through everything, in my opinion. Absolutely. And Daniel, Proverbs is literally one of my favorite books of the Bibles, of the Bible. And it is, I I read a proverb because I heard someone a long time ago say this and I was like, I'm going to try that. And it was, you know, they're typically 30 to 31 day, um, 31 days in a month and they're 31 Proverbs and to read, you know, a chapter every single day for a year and then start all over again. And I've been doing that for the last, I think, three or four years. And you're right. God speaks to you and you get so, so much out of it. And, you know, I think you're totally right. Even if someone doesn't know where to start in the Bible, pick up the pick up your Bible, start reading it. And God's word says that it will do what it set out to do. It will not return void. So God's word is going to do something. Um, So it's like planting those seeds. It's like you don't know how it's going to happen. But, you know, just as God was speaking to me about this, um, this word stewardship and just just showing me that it's more of looking through a lens than just looking at this particular word. It, it opened up so many other things to me and God speaks to us all differently, but he speaks to us all through his word. That's exactly Definitely. right. I feel like people, they don't understand how to live a good Christian life and how to be a good steward and all this stuff. But really what we seem to brush over and forget is that the Bible is literally the rule book to how we should live our life. And that's just, it's right there in its place for us. I don't think it could be any more support, honestly. But mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I definitely think a lot of it comes down to, honestly, the devil working in your life would be, can distract you from lots of things. But really, I think God shows us, the rule book of life shows us how to live our life right there. Mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. Spiritual warfare just happens all around us. And we just, it's it's very hard. It affects us so much when we just brush over and, Forget about it. A lot of things. That is that is so true. And it's we were. I, I know Cam was talking about C.S. Lewis and the Screw Tape Letters, and that's one of my favorite. Um, that one in Mere Christianity. But what I'm actually read, I started picking up some fiction again, and I'm in the middle of um, Frank Peretti, which is called This Present Darkness, and it speaks about what Daniel's talking about right now, and it speaks about um, this spiritual warfare that's going on, and it. Um, just as the screw tape letter shows how the enemy is trying to work against Christians specifically, this one is talking about how he is speaking to and and just you know at one of them it it um it depicts the this um evil creature with talons that are in this this person. It, anyway, it gets pretty graphic, not not scary graphic um <laughs> but if you're one to scare easily I, I wouldn't read it but it just shows just this gruesome um you know what what the enemy really looks like and they talk about these specific spirits and things like that and um you know it, it's something that we can't ignore even if it's something that we're not necessarily aware of so before we're saved you know we don't know that um, the reason why we're doing what we're doing is because we're we're not we're not allowing God's spirit in. We don't have the, the spirit of God yet and until we accept Jesus Christ. And before that, we're basically playing on the enemy's team and we don't even realize it. 
Definitely. I can uh I can definitely see that. That's a great point in my opinion. Yeah, and you know, like he was talking about the rule book and I can't remember if it was I don't think it was this week's episode. It might have been the last one before. But you had your uh you had your episode, I think it was uh, about why God gave us the Ten Commandments. Oh yes. So oh, that's yeah. definitely on like how uh giving us examples not only just of how we live our lives in general, but you can also tie that into stewardship with the sense that you know, if you want to, you know, and this was, of course, before, you know, we had the resurrection and our salvation plan had kind of been, you know, come to fruition. But it was almost as if, like, you know, of course, they all, and as, as the Israelites were going into, you know, the promised land, God was kind of saying, hey, this is what you need to do to, yeah. you know, be a good steward of what I've given you and just how to live your life as I'm providing you. Because that's the whole thing. God, they they would lose sight of God so many times. Uh-huh. You know, they would get into the, you know, the cycle of apostasy and, you know, uh-huh. and the desert and the wilderness. They would lose sight of God so many times. Yeah. And we kind of get in that in kind of today's culture, too. And whether maybe not, you know, apostasy, you know, with like other religions, but just maybe right. different things that we get caught up in in our life that uh, takes away that kind of tunnel vision lens of God. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, you're so right. And that's something that I actually um, I read quite often because I think we we can easily lose sight of God if we're not if we don't have a relationship and a relationship is built moment by moment, day by day. And we do that by reading the word of God. And I remember I haven't been saved that long, actually. I've been saved um, 12 years and I didn't grow up knowing Jesus. I did not grow up, you know what I mean? I'm going to church or anything like that. So for me, um, when I was, was reaching out for God and when I was searching for God, God brought me to the end of myself, you know, the end of my trying, the end of things that I wanted to go right and, and so much more. And he became so, so real to me because everything else failed everything else from family to friends to you name it, everything failed. And God showed me that I needed something way beyond anything that I thought that I needed. So we try to build our lives and we try to do all of these things, you know, without God. And then it's interesting. He showed me all the things that I was building. He was absent from and that was truly why I was empty and nothing else ever filled and nothing else ever could, you know, and I, you know, I tried to get to the top of the ladder with the things that I did. And I graduated with a double major and I tried to lean so much on myself and my own way that, you know, God had to get me out of the way. And he had to show me that, okay, you think that you're in control, but you're actually not. And everyone's going to come to Jesus in a different way. I think he uses different, different ways to bring people to himself, but our circumstances, even after we get saved, we're still in this world. And there are things that we're still going to have to deal with. There are things that you guys are dealing with now, I'm sure, um, that maybe you've been vocal about, maybe you haven't. And sometimes it's just this inner, this internal thing that's going on and certain struggles that we face. And there is no human capability that can give us the freedom and the peace that God can period. And I I can literally say this because I know what life is like without God. Um, And it is terrible and it is void. And there is no life in that, in that way of living. 
So when we're talking about like the Israelites, when they were out and, and they had to depend on God for everything, even as believers, you know, we still have to depend on God for everything. And the only difference between us and other people a lot of times in the day to day of life is that we know who to go to to get it. And the rest of the world is trying to seek this and seek that and treat, you know, seek pleasure or fame or fine or money, you know, and they're looking for all of these things and they're basically groping in the dark for answers. But that's what separates us from them. We know we know that our manna and our the very lives that we have, it's from God. The peace that we can have is from God. And without him, we're like everybody else groping around. You know, so I think that, you know, the the enemy would love, you know, as far as as spiritual um, warfare, the enemy would love to get us distracted, you know, in the screw tape letters. That's why I love about Mm. that. That's what I love about that one. You know, he wants us to get us in any way that we can to deify and put something else, you know, in, in the place of God. And Christians can do this, too. You know, Christians can put something else in front of God and we can do it in really simple ways. And the enemy would love to make us think that that doesn't matter. Oh, that little thing, it doesn't matter. But there are little things that we can do every single day to get closer to God. I, d- I definitely see that. I definitely see that. And what you were saying about, um, you know, people, we, we know where to go when things happen, you know, but other people who don't know God seek this and seek that and that. But at the same time, I feel like, it's our job as Christians to show them um, who to seek. Even if um, they aren't listening, we still have to stay persistent. And um, exactly. I believe that, that God, we will not run out of energy to keep showing belie- or non-believers how to believe in stuff. Because I feel like if we just stay persistent, we can lead so many to Christ. And it doesn't, I, don't, I believe... We don't even ha- you don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to go to school for all this stuff. If you're a born again Christian, I believe you know so much. I believe you know just as much as a theologian, does, in my opinion, or just as much as a pastor. And I believe you can do just as much work, no matter how high or how much experience you are on the theology level, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Absolutely, I think it. You know, God is always looking for. Um, a willing heart. You know, he's always looking for people that are willing. You know, he says that, you know, the labor is plentiful, the the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. So, you know, it's, people are always ready to hear about God, even if in their flesh, they don't want to, because they want to, you know, continue to, to live the lives that they're in. You know, when I was living the life that I was before, it wasn't something that I, you know, you do what you know to do and until you know differently. And a lot of times, and then you also have to be ready to accept certain things. And um, seeing someone in my family um, actually come to know Christ was part of the reasons why, part of the reason why I actually started seeking, you know, because I'd heard the name Jesus before, um, but I didn't know I didn't know who Jesus was for myself and I didn't know anyone around me, but this person. And it was my older sister. And, you know, she was even to this day, I was not necessarily, you know, open to, you know, to living differently, but I knew that I had to, because there was this emptiness that like nothing could fill. And even as an unbeliever, there was something in me that wanted God so bad. 
And I believe that he puts that in each and every one of us. You know, he gives us the ability, the reason why I think we can see things and we think, oh, you know, we can, we can recognize when something's beautiful. We can recognize when something's glorious is because God wants us to recognize him. You know, he made everything that's around us. He's given us the ability to see that literally with our eyes and spiritually he's given us this, you know, this gap almost, you know what I mean? Um, and, and it truly is like this, this emptiness that without Jesus, there's nothing, there's nothing there. Um, and I believe, you know, what Daniel said, I think is so true. God has given, you know, even someone who knows <laughs> nothing but, you know, the gospel and nothing but the fact that we sin against a righteous and holy God. And there's no way to get to the father, but through Jesus Christ, because he lit, came and lived a perfect life. Um, died and rose again. And if we put our trust in him, we can be saved there. If you know that, that's all you need. (laughs) Um, And, and loving people, you know, and then, you know, stewarding what God has given you the ability to do to speak to different people. Um, So there's some people that are more bold than others and they can go and walk right up to someone and share the gospel. Um, There are other people that may do it in a more subtle way, but God, you know, takes when he made us he gave us a personality right and i believe that he knows you know how we're going to to speak to other people and the desires that he's placed in our hearts it's like someone that can sing you know they can sing regardless if they ever accept jesus christ as their lord and savior or not you know Mm -hmm. so you know the gifts that he gives us you know they're they're irrevocable he's not going to take them back but we can decide to use those for his glory or for our own Wow. I I definitely think that um I definitely think that I'm a firm believer in everybody's made different, everybody's different, but at the same time there's I think a lot of people who are have the same personalities and I think that God places each Christian in someone's life whether you know you're this socially awkward, you're not you don't pick up a lot of social cues, you know what I'm saying? And, you're mm-hmm. not very socially involved, but there's also going to be a non-believer who is the same way, and God puts you in their life for that specific reason. There's going to be people who are the most brave, bold people who are put in people who are the most brave and bold, and they're going to help them. I believe God has a specific plan for us, and I think a lot of people's plan is to be put in someone's life who is like them and to, you know, convert them to Christ, you know, show them the way of the Lord and that kind of stuff. I, I just, I believe that. I agree with that. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. God, God is definitely not, um, you know, he knows exactly like I'm from New York <laughs> and God brought me down here. You know what I mean? Um, and from, wow. I, I couldn't imagine, you know, I couldn't imagine who I would be had I had stayed there, but the things that God orchestrated, and I think that's kind of what Daniel's speaking about. God can orchestrate things in certain circumstances in a way that like he doesn't, he's not making us do anything because we're not robots, but he can put certain things around us um, to, you know, to speak, to speak into our lives, you know, the Ethiopian eunuch, you know what I mean? Like it's, he was reading the book of Isaiah and and he didn't know anymore, but God placed someone in his life immediately in that moment. He's like, I'm, you know, he's speaking to this man on the road and he's like, how do I, how do I read this without a teacher? Like, how do I know, you know? And 
I, to me, I think that that's how God works. I think that when we are yearning for him, um, like I said before, even when I wasn't a believer, there was something with, within me that was yearning for God. And God orchestrated certain things in my life, I believe, and I was ready, um, even though I, I, I could have never articulated that then, and I probably wouldn't have admitted that then, but I was ready to receive Jesus, you know, um, and God orchestrated certain things in my life to happen where I was beyond ready. I'm like, yes, God, like I need you because this is not it. Like this is the the life I'm living. This is not it. You know? Um, so I think Daniel, I, I agree with what you said. Yeah. And like, uh, just as you were talking about, you still, even before you got saved that you still kind of had this, you know, urge for something to, to know God. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, and I'm, and this is a total paraphrase, but I believe there's a verse in the Bible that talks about, you know, God has created everybody with kind of that sense yes. to, you know, look up and to, you know, to, to, he's, he's to cre- have you. I'm sorry, go ahead. You probably know. Oh, no, no, no. I, um, I believe it might be the one where he's, where it says that God's placed eternity in everyone's heart. Yes. Um, yes. I'm kind of paraphrasing too. That might not be exactly what it says, but I think that might be what you're talking about. That sounds like it. And everybody kind of has that, you know, I call it that, that kind of question mark in their head, Mm -hmm. that kind of unanswered, you know, what am I and why am I here type vibe? Absolutely. And, you know, everybody kind of attempts to answer that in their own way. And a lot of times, you know, they, they uh, don't have one that's very, they, they come to the conclusion that it's not very significant. But thankfully, mm-hmm. as Christians, we have come to the realization that we are very significant, that we're fearfully and wonderfully made in the eyes of God. That's so right. when it comes to the point where we have to decide, okay, you have to know, because it's all about realizing. I feel like it's kind of all out there. You just kind of have to accept it. And that plays yeah. into salvation, that plays into stewardship, that plays into just life. When you, when you come to the point where you realize, okay, God has this for me. Okay, I have this, but God has given it to me. How can I point it back to God with salvation? How can I point it back to God? How can I accept it and live a life of Jesus? When I, uh, with, with what I have and in my daily life with who I'm interacting with, how can I play this in a way that's glorifying to God mm-hmm. that's going to bring others to God possibly and just I think it's just it's to, it's a total game of realization do you, do you, do you think, know what I mean absolutely absolutely and you know you know it even says that whoever comes to God must believe that he is you know what I yeah, mean yeah. so yeah. there there has to be some sort of accepting that you know we can't accept salvation without repentance right we can't say oh god you got something good for me i'll take it it's like no you have to understand that you sinned against a righteous and holy god and there has to be repentance so i believe that there is this realization um but not just that it's um there's also the humility that's you know, you can't, you absolutely cannot um, come to God without some sort of humility, period. Yeah, you know, right. and, and and I think that that's what the enemy loves to use with people now. And, and I know you're reading the book now, Camden, and I think you said this is your second time. This but, is my first time reading it. Oh, oh, your first time. Okay. But there, there uh, so I won't ruin it. Um, but I can say it like a little bit without like ruining it. 
and there's this part where he's trying he tries to get basically tries to stir pride within people and i think that christians struggle with this non-christians struggle with this you know what i mean we struggle with being everything and being in control i struggled with pride like heavy before i became a christian and it's still something that i have to really push against and i have to constantly bring back to god and ask him to keep me humble and he has a, a great way of doing that because <laughs> that's a prayer i feel like he answers every single time even when uh, you know i'm like okay um I guess but I'm I, now. yeah yeah definitely like it's, it's not a good feeling but you know it's one of those things when you submit your life to Christ it's like whatever he is he places in your life you, you like you're okay with it like you accept it um because that's part of you know submitting ourselves to him but for you know like for you guys right now there are going to be different things that God is going to give you and this is this is my belief. I think that God's going to use you both in a super mighty way just for the simple fact that you are willing to speak about him in such a bold way. Um, and and to for your you know, for you guys to be the age that you are. I wish I knew Jesus at your age. And God is going to use it because you're willing. You know, when we're talking about humbling yourself, it's it's not, it's not something where we can like pop our collars and say, Oh, you know what I mean? I've arrived. I'm, I'm here and I'm talking about Jesus yeah. and I have a podcast. No, no, no. Like <laughs> it yeah. does, it does not feel like that. And as comfortable as we, we get when we're, when we're on a podcast or when we're speaking to people about God, there is still this overarching, Oh my gosh, you know what I mean? Responsibility yeah. that comes with that. And we don't take that lightly. And I don't think we ever should, even when we're having fun. And even we still have that reverence. And we, I think it's something that, you know, we can't ever lose. Yeah, we can't like, um, it, it, it's a privilege, but it's also a responsibility that, you know, we have this platform, of course, obviously good thing, all good things from God. God has given us this platform. So we have to be careful in thinking about, you know, what we say on here, what right. we, how, how we behave. And just, just how we handle it as a whole. I think also at the same time that we watch what we say, I believe God has such a plan for us. And uh, God has a plan for as little as the things we say. But um, at the same time, what you were saying about you wish you knew God at our age. I believe that God personally had a plan for you. And God, you found God at the time you should have. And I believe God had that specific plan for you. But at this also, I was thinking of... The story, um, when you were saying something uh, a little while ago, my mom, which I just thought about this uh, while you were speaking, my mom, she would, every time, like, not every time, but we would see a car crash or something, or, or we would see something happen, or something like that, and she would say, that could have been us. Mm-hmm. That could have been us if this red light didn't come, and I believe God works in so many ways, and we just overlook things he does, I mean... As much as a deer crosses your car and you get held up at this red light, but then at the red light, somebody goes through it and somebody gets hit. But we just, we look through that. We could have said that could have been us if God didn't send that deer. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And also what you were saying about, um, you know, Christians struggle with um, pride and non-Christians struggle with pride. I mean, everybody struggles with pride, but at the same time, uh-huh. that also brings up the topic of, Christians and non-Christians are both humans. It just happens uh-huh. to me that we are led by God. We understand we're led by God. We believe something different. 
we are not far from each other, and I think a lot of people think, well, they're Christians, you know? They're, it's like we're a different species, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so weird, but we need like to... Like a health disease or something. Yeah, it's so, it's so weird, but we're not very different from each other, but it's weird how you can look on TV and believe anything somebody says, but you can't believe somebody who is led by God. You know what I'm saying? I think I totally agree with you, Daniel, because I think that what people struggle with is absolutes. We struggle with, you know, finality. We struggle with someone else having the last say. I think, you know, that's a part of our human, our human nature. The fact that we, you know, as Cam was saying, we don't physically see God. There's certain things that, you know, only the spirit of God can really enlighten us to. And I don't even like using that word, actually, um, <laughs> because people right. are in a, you know, like a like there's a lot of mysticism going on in the world yeah. right now. Um, and I think that that's what the that's why the enemy has been able to um, really keep people trapped, because there is there's a refusal sometimes on the part of other people that my way isn't the way, you know what I mean? Um, And then you have so many other people that are, you know, they're, they, they want to be Christians because they believe in Jesus or they believe about Jesus, but that full commitment. So I think that the enemy would love for them to see us as so, so different because now it, they we're put in almost like aliens. We're put in this other category because how dare you say that, you know, Jesus is the only way, you know, when there are all these other quote unquote little G gods out here. And right. I think that there's just, a, I think that that's the struggle that's going on with a lot of people because it's like, uh, well, yeah, I heard about Jesus, but he can't be the only way because look at all this science that's out here. Wow. And look at all these things we've discovered and look at all the things we've built. And we have this issue of Babel. It's like over and over again, where if we're with the intellect that God has blessed us with, we actually use it against him in so many, in so many ways. Um, the beauty that God has given us, we take that and we can pervert it and, or deify it in so many ways. So we're very, I think you're right. I think like we're so, we're so close to one another but it's because of that, that, you, you know, people don't want to, it's like people want to stay neutral in a sense, and you can't Definitely. stay neutral with God. It's either he's God or he is not. Especially, yes, exactly. And especially in the sense, you know, when you're talking about like neutral and like being neutral, I think, I think especially in this kind of uh, way that a lot of people live in with, you know, and not to get too philosophical but when you talk about like objective truth in a way well everybody kind of has their own well this is for me you know you can't really know which one is right or wrong mm-hmm. but we have we we oftentimes so many times just like you said uh we we come to see with with the tools that god has given us we don't when we're not get stewards when we don't use it for good and, you know, beauty is an excellent example of that. Science is an excellent example of that with all the progressions that we have made. We have only made that under the knowledge and intellect that God has given us. Exactly. And we've, and we've only came to it with uh, oftentimes with not giving him the credit for that. Just like exactly. with creation in general. Mm-hmm. 
So we have to, we have to remember it. We have to remember it and just apply it daily. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I remember something you said uh, one Sunday night was Christianity and being a good Christian is not a hat that you put on and take off. Yeah. It's something you're all in or you're all out. Right. It's one way or the other. You can't be both at the same time, and I just you don't clock out. Yeah, yeah. there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing like Christianity. There's no. You don't get tired of God when you're a born again Christian, in my opinion. Now, I think you know we all have temptations. We all struggle with something else, but no. If you're a born again Christian, you pick up the Bible, and just something about it just doesn't want to make you put it down. And there's yeah. so yeah, it just. It hits different, honestly. It just it's it's something else. It's something like amazing. Whenever you pick up the Bible, struggle with something, it just goes away immediately. I love that. Yeah. Yes, it's it. That's so true, and that's what I. One of the things that I love more than more than anything is just honestly just reading every single morning. And Proverbs again, if 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 your listeners are struggling with like just reading the Bible every single day, it, it literally keeps you accountable because there is one yeah. for every day. Um, and, you know, obviously pray before you read and pray after you read um, and write down anything that sticks out to you. That's literally how I do my Bible study a lot of the times. But, you know, God, what'd you say? I said, that's a wonderful recipe of how to do it. It's just so, and, and then God is going to take you to different places and different seasons of your life. But there is something, once the Holy Spirit is residing in you, you can't not. <laughs> like yeah. you can't, you can't not. God is going, God only lets his people go so far. You know what I mean? And and that that's something that God had laid on my heart a while ago. Um, and it was, I think it was part of the, you know, why, no, I think it was the last um, episode that I did. And, um, you know, there's this, after we get saved there and God starts doing this work and this work of sanctification and it's a daily process. And there are certain things that God is trying to, um, you know, sometimes strip from us, you know, sometimes he's trying to work out of us and it's a day by day by day. And honestly, sometimes it does not feel good. Uh, not sometimes it doesn't feel good all the time. It feels terrible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Always, you know, it, it, it always, it always feels terrible, terrible. But I think that, that's what's so important about reading every day and being around other believers for the accountability um, and going to church because it was something that, you know, before I got saved, I was like, why are people going to church every Sunday? You know what I mean? Like, why are they going there? <laughs> yeah. what's, what's going on in there that, that, that they have to go there on flock every week? I think, honestly, exactly. I think Christianity is a nonstop grind, but, and being Christians a nonstop grind, but the reward is just amazing. I love that about it, Absolutely. and I love I love the fact that anything that is wrong in your life and all this stuff, it just it's all can be fixed in the Bible and through God. I love that, and I think a lot of people. I remember telling you um, one Sunday. Sharice, that I love, I just love the fact that there's evil in the world because, and it's, it's so odd. I love the fact that there's evil in the world because when bad things happen in our life, we go to, okay, how can I fix this? How can I fix that? All this stuff. We retrace our steps 
in a way to try to fix it instead of searching for God and saying, God, what are you trying to teach me through this? What are you trying to show me? What Mm -hmm. are you trying to work in my life? What are you trying to do? And we just, we go straight to blaming God. Why me? Why, why did you have to do this Mm -hmm. to me? Instead of thinking, God, what are you trying to teach me? Teach me, show Mm -hmm. me, make me more mature. Show me what you're trying to do in my life. And I just, something about that that's great it is i think it's really hard to you know i have a little boy and there are things that i tell him not to do and it was part of you know you know why did god give us the ten commandments and and i was just kind of saying that you know we're given this this bear it's we've given this line in the sand you know and god's saying don't cross this and it's not because he wants to be mean or that he is mean because he's not it's because he knows our tendencies. He knows what we're going to struggle with as human beings in this world and with the different circumstances and the different, just the different things that are around us in this world. You know, um, there, the propensity to do certain things and the availability is just astronomical. Um, there's, there's so many different ways that you can do the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. And God gave us this blueprint, as Daniel was saying, like this blueprint in the Bible of like, l- don't do these things. And it wasn't because God wanted to keep something good from us. It's because he didn't want us to keep ourselves from good. And it's just like my son, you know, I'm telling him, don't, you know, look both ways before you cross the street or don't step in that ant bed. <laughs> You know, he he sees this looks like sand. This looks cool. I'm going to stick my foot in this. And I'm like, baby, don't put your foot in that. And it's not because I don't want him to have fun. It's that I know that on the end of that decision is something really painful for him. So that is why I believe God gave us the Ten Commandments. That is why. And it wasn't for, you know, to, to put us in some sort of, 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 you know, jail. It was to give us freedom. But the rest of the world does not see that. They don't see absolutes and yes and no's as freedom. They see it as, you know, some sort of bondage. And we're saying, no, we're free because we're, we're following what, what God said. And they're saying, no, freedom is actually I can do whatever I want. But that's without the knowledge that what you're about to do and the end of that decision and the consequence is going to end in something extremely detrimental to, detrimental to you, even though it looks like fun right now. So I think that that, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, that, <laughs> I, think, I, I get think, that a lot. Um, I definitely think that people who aren't Christians see Christianity as a a jail, kind of, a, mm-hmm. you know, a prison, something you can't get out of, kind of like a cult, but, um, you know, something you can't get out of, something, you know, it's not, it's hard to get out of, you know what I'm saying, but really right. what they don't understand is, what they don't understand is that you know, in the end, it helps us so much. And absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Absolutely. And obviously, when, when that is happening, it's I, I love that, how you said he doesn't want to keep us from good. He wants to keep... Uh, he wants to keep... Something bad happening. Some, some, no, but it was like a voice you said. You said I'm you sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> oh, oh, my, my, my son just came in there, so hopefully I'm trying like, to not let you hear him. Um, it's not that he wants to keep um, something good from us. He, I, I honestly forgot. He just threw me off totally. 
Instead That's of fine. instead of not wanting us to not have fun, but to keep us from something detrimental. Exactly. Right. Right. That's how he is. I feel like he, he, he does it because he sees what's ahead of us and he he wants to, he wants us to succeed at the end of the day, but he also wants us. Sometimes he, we question why he does things, but he's been the only, he knows it's full. I think, I think we oftentimes look and say, think that God is, he is right there with every step of the way, but we also tend to think that God is, human like us instead of him being uh-huh. the almighty who sees what happened in the future knows what happened in the past and is going on in the present at the same time and we we forget that god has a plan for us and we just think he's he's riding the roller coaster with us but he's really not he's the one making the roller coaster go he stops it when he wants to he determines how fast it goes he determines where it goes that kind of stuff and i think we just forget that we're either and i think we can feel when when we're on his track, yeah. but at the same time, um, I think we just have to remember that God is planned out everything, and He's not just human like us. He's God, and He can see the future. Yeah, definitely, no doubt. But yeah, that, that's what it all comes down to. Yeah, I, I I love that. I just love I love knowing that our God is just. All mighty, all powerful above everything. He can see the future. He can see the past. He can see everything that's going on now. I just think um, there's nothing like God. Absolutely, absolutely, and and that's I would say you know out of everything you know after becoming a Christian, there is. There is nothing that the world can offer. There is nothing that this created world <laughs> can offer that the creator God um, cannot give us. And the, the, the people in the world would love to tell you, you know, oh, oh, you need this and you need that. And, you know, go about it this way or go about that, go about it that way. It doesn't matter. Um, get to the top, get to the top. You know, it's that same pride, you know, in that struggle that I think that a lot of people have. I know I had it where, you know, you don't, you don't want to recognize God or you don't want to say that he even exists because then you have to, you have to deal with the turmoil that that brings. Because if there is a God and he does exist, obviously I'm hypothetically speaking, and he does exist, what does that mean for you? You know, and I had someone tell me that they were not willing and they were not, they knew that there was a God they even said they believed in Jesus, but they were not ready to stop doing what they were doing. Mm. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I've heard that from people. I've heard, I, I, have a, I have a friend of mine who's actually an adult, but she was saying that uh, she, she was actually a pretty hardcore atheist for much of her life. But once mm-hmm. she realized, she realized that she believed in God, but she was also so angry at him because he, she didn't quite understand the concept of evil, of good and evil, mm-hmm. and how a good God could allow evil to take place. Mm-hmm. So she believed in it, but she just wouldn't accept, accept it in a way. Yeah. It has to do with like almost a distorted reality in a sense, but also it's just how we see reality. I think, um, yeah, I definitely think of Lee Strobel and um, Ooh, how yeah, his entire, yeah. yeah, the case for Christ, how his, right. how his life was, and um, when he started, you know, trying to prove that the resurrection was wrong, that would a that would have set a spark in the entire world and just disproved all of the Bible. It would have contradicted itself, all this stuff. But 
literally the wor- the more and more more he got away from God, the closer and closer we got to God. And it's so funny and so amazing how he works in life. I know in the movie, he stands there and goes, you win, God. Yeah. And yeah. That's, I love that because he just, he broke down, you know. Yeah. And I remember he said, um, I feel like my wife is cheating on me with God. Uh-huh. You know? uh-huh. And I think the closer and closer he got to God, he just felt like he was distancing and distancing from everybody. But really, he was just getting closer to God. And that reminds me of something my dad said um, one time. It was probably when I was like seven or so. I remember it just, I remember it, I remembered it for a while. But and it's always stuck with me. My dad said, you have to love God so much that it's almost as if you hate your other family. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. And it sounds it sounds bad, but really what it is is you love God so much, God loves other people for you. And I just I love thinking that I love God so much, other people can feel the love of Christ and feel the love of me through Him. I just uh-huh. love, uh-huh. I love that. That's so good. That's really good, Daniel. Really good. And you know, I, I think you know at the end of the day, um, we're all people. You know, we all have our faults and our failures. And even when it comes to stewardship, there, there's no perfect way to do this. <laughs> um, and the one, and the one, the one that could do it perfectly did it. Um, so it kind of like lets us off the hook. We don't have to be perfect. God's grace is there, and God, God covers us in all the areas that we struggle. And that to me is what is so beautiful about God is that he knows what I struggle with and God's word has an answer and God's never going to leave me or forsake me. And that was the, like, I I held on to that when I first got saved more than anything else. It was like, God will never leave you or forsake you. And it's like, even when we change our, you know, even when we, we change our habits and we do different things, um, God doesn't change and he is unchanging. And in a world, you know, we can look out now and we can see that there's so many, so many different ways to do the same thing. And there's, there's, you know, there's always some new thing that came out or there's always some new way to get ahead. And, you know, this person in our lives may, may shift and turn, but God doesn't, you know, and in a world where everything seems crazy, sometimes God is a sure thing, like not a sure thing, but you get what I'm saying. Like God never changes and his word doesn't change. So there is hope and strength and peace in the fact that we're following God who created everything and he knows what's best for us. And if God has said no to something, we need to not be so prideful thinking that we know everything, <laughs> making ourselves God and, and yeah. trusting that yeah. the one who made us and made everything knows best. So um, that, that to me is, is one of the things that even as I get older and hard things come up, it's like, okay, God knew this, you know, and, and we were praying one night and I'll never forget my husband saying this when I was struggling with something and it has stayed with me. And he said, we're caught by surprise, but God isn't surprised by anything. Mm. That's awesome. I love, I love I've, I've had to use that many times before that, but that's, 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 that's solid. And God's right. Solid. <laughs> It's so good. So, so good. Yeah. What would you say, and, you know, we're, we're starting to kind of wrap it up a little bit, if that's all right. Sounds but, good. Uh, what would you say is the big idea, and what do you think, how can we be the best 
what all, you know, we've kind of talked about what all the tools are and, you know, how we can apply it to our lives. What at the end of the day is the key thing to recognizing it and to, and to be, and to being good stewards of what God gives us in life? Coming from an expert. <laughs> I truly believe that being a good, good, being a good steward is literally whatever God has given you, whether it's an ability whether it is a skill, whether it is time, whatever God has given you, know that, know that it is a gift, know that it is borrowed yeah, and know that we are going to have to answer for that. And that's not to put fear or anything like that um, in anyone, but it is to say that your life matters and what you do with it matters too. So in order to be a good steward, it is seeking God every day, praying, reading the word of God, and then asking God, it's something I pray every day, how can I be a good steward today? Mm. And it could be something as simple as you have an extra something, give it away. You know what I mean? Or, you know, you have extra time on your hands. What can you do with that time? So use whatever it is God has blessed you with and use it for his glory. Wow. And that's, it. that's, that's really, it sounds simple, like most things do, <laughs> but you can't, but you can't do it without God. You know, exactly. you can't do it without God. That's what it all comes down to is having a relationship with him. And as you That's said right. that, I have a shirt that says your life matters on. He actually does. It's, it's, I love that. It's like a suicide prevention type t-shirt. Is that what you think? But yeah, I have actually one at the house. But yeah. I might have to get one of those shirts. But yeah, and I just, I would just encourage everyone out there that you don't have to know everything and you don't even necessarily have to know what you're awesome at. It can be something as simple as, you know, you enjoy doing something. It's like, go out and do that. And God may open up an opportunity for you to use that for him. You know, so. that's what it comes down to. And just just focusing on that. Um, that's right. Trisha, you've been such just such a blessing to have on today. And we oh, really appreciate thank you, you doing it. Oh, go ahead. It's going to happen with this. I really think this is going to make somebody's day. It's going to. Yeah, it's gonna work in their lives. I really, I love what you do, Sharice. Um, everything you do is just amazing. Yeah, thank you. I love what you guys do, and the questions that you ask are awesome. I'm like, (laughs) I I feel like maybe I should have reported a little bit more. Um, but you guys, I just, I just want to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing and to keep to keep digging and seeking God and. I love how you're both trying to apply the different things that you're learning in your everyday life, because I think that that's really what God calls us to do and pointing other people to him just by being yourselves. And I love what you guys are doing. And I'm so proud of you. Thank Thank you you. so much. We really appreciate that. Um, Thank you for having me. Of course. Of course. Um, Really appreciate um, you coming on, Charisi. Um, Again, thank you to Anchor FM for allowing this to happen. Charisi is currently not here with us at the church. She is calling in. Um, really thanks again to you. Thanks again to Anchor FM. Go ahead and visit Wisefire Cafe, 113 North Shelby Street, Lockport, South Carolina. Check out the menu. Yeah, definitely. Go get you a smoothie, get you a coffee, hang out with friends. Seriously, really appreciate you coming also, on. Also, um, uh, please check out all the whole stuff. Uh, don't yeah. you have a website for it? Yes, it's styleandstewardship.com, and there's also a YouTube channel, and I'm on Instagram with at, at styleandstewardship. All right. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, we really push, appreciate you coming on, and um, thank you guys 20. for listening. Going places 20. 20. 
We're definitely wow. going to be changing some stuff up. It's going to be great. Yeah. Woo! Right. Episode 20. Yes, yes ma'am. ma'am. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you. We'll see you. Thank soon. you, guys. Bye.